Welcome to Headshots by Peggy Presents, a weekly podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and educate people in the industry. Our host, Peggy, is the most industry-savvy headshot photographer I know. She shares insights and interviews top industry professionals. New episodes every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Welcome to Headshots by Peggy Presents. I am Peggy, and I'm here with John Swanback, and we are doing camera tips for actors today. Applause, applause, applause. Yay. I'm, I'm glad you clarified that you were Peggy and not me. Otherwise, I think that would have gone right past me. I know. I, I, I think people sometimes are like, which one's John and which one's Peggy? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's right. That's because we're both so smart they can't tell us apart. We're both so smart they can't tell us apart. Did not mean to do that. That's, I think that's what it is. <laughs> but you're better looking. So the way to tell us apart is you're better looking. I have more hair. Have more hair. <laughs> so you have been putting out some really cool content this week, as always. But um, you saw me commenting on some of your stuff this week. So I don't know what you want to talk about. But I was going to throw that out there that I, I really did like uh, some of your, your little words of wisdom this week. I, I was... Uh, as a matter of fact, I was going to share some of those. If I can, I can share some. You can do anything you want. This is just as much your free? show as it is mine at this point, John. Did I free? I just get to no, do the intro and the exit. Other um, than that, like, you can run it. No, no, no. You're one of the smartest people I know. <laughs> um, Okay, I think we've I think we've done with the John and Peggy Mutual Worship Society. <laughs> um, yeah, so interesting. I've been putting out some. Uh, uh, I didn't really think about them one way or the other. Otherwise, I'm just always trying to communicate how things work on camera, how actors can be better on camera, and apply cinematic thinking to their wonderful actors process. And the way I describe it now is. I show actors how to create the way directors think. Nailed it. Um, yeah, I think that's, and a, lot of, and, a, and a lot of actors go, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because um, uh, I'm really just bringing the camera to the, to the actor's process. And the reason I think of it that way now is because actors are expected in an audition to know certain things and do, be able to do certain things on camera. Nobody tells them how to do it, you know? So the director and the writer and the casting director expected of them, but they don't tell them how to do it. So the actor's in the middle going, I don't know, what do I do? Um, so, and I think that's what my content does. It brings that side uh, up to the equation. So I'll just share these um, and we can talk about them a little bit. And I think they'll Sounds be very helpful. Um, this first one I published last night and it reads, the job is to bring emotion to words versus connecting with words to create it. That's the one that I like one. Yeah, I, I was amazed. It, to me, it's, it's interesting and I'm, 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 I find it, uh, I think it's right, of course. And I was just communicating this thing, but a lot of people had that response that you say you had. Yeah. Um, so read it again. The job, the job 
on camera is hopefully what's being implied there. Job is to bring emotion to words versus connecting with words to create it. And I think- um, And that's, that's true, the job on camera. You and I talk about that a lot. And that is that doing nothing is, is sometimes doing the most and not doing nothing with nothing, but, but feeling it and actually having the emotion, the camera is going to pick up that emotion versus trying to like overcompensate with words. That's what I got from that. It's like, sometimes we try to overcompensate with dialect or big movements when we really need to just honestly feel and let the camera capture the true emotions. Yes, let's say I meant that, because that sounds really good. Let's say that's what I meant. <laughs> that sounds really good. Um, and when I publish these, you know, um, uh, and they do have a really good fan base of actors and directors and writers and people actually who aren't even in the business. Um, a lot of sirens in the hood today. Um, I think I forgot what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I completely forgot what I was just going to say. But um, I think a lot of people connect to your sayings, even if they're not actors, because like these could be quotes that could be used on a you know inspirational work thing or whatever. Because a lot of them connect to life in general, let alone you know putting the actor's process into practice. Yeah, that's actually the most like the stunning part of it for me is I hear from lawyers, public speakers, business owners, teachers, and they'll say the same thing you just said. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's pretty cool. I'm, 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 I'm flattered by that and gratified by it. Um, well, what I was talking about here is, um, although it's interesting to me, it's like, uh, I like when people get have different interpretations of what I'm communicating. I think that's really cool. Everyone brings their own thing to it, their own perspective to it. But what I was talking about was that being on camera is like singing and the emotion is the music and the words are the lyrics. And just like when we sing, we, 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 we first, you know, create the music. We get in touch with the music first, and then we let it flow into the lyrics, and that's how the lyrics come alive um, in a song. And so, and we're feeling the music all the time inside of us. It's very powerful. Um, but that's 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 what I was sort of thinking was that. Um, you know, being on camera is like music and the emotion is the music, words are the lyrics, music flows into the lyrics, they come alive, just like singing. I like that, I like that. I, yeah. I like what you meant it to say too, <laughs> besides what I decided I thought it meant. We'll trade, we'll switch. There you go, there you go. Um, awesome. uh, okay, um, this, and I'll just go backwards from when I published them. So this was a couple of days ago and it reads, um, your voice should pull us into the frame instead of reaching out. 
And I think actors, a lot of actors, they get everything else right and it's brilliant, but they really don't think about the voice. And like on a Zoom call, Zoom session or whatever, we tend to reach out. In life, we tend to reach out. Um, that's how we connect in life and it's how we're trying to get each other's attention online or whatever. Um, but the voice on camera should pull the audience into the frame. Um, it's, it's how you pull them into the frame, lower them into the frame and, and hold them captive there, which is the goal is to lower them into the frame and hold them captive there. And if you reach out with your voice, you're pushing them away. And I think it's natural in life for us to reach out with our voice. Like I said, we're connecting and for actors, I think they do it because of their theater training. Um, but you know, if I'm talking to you right now and I'm trying to reach out and this is one way of doing it. And then I switch on camera and I do this and I'm trying to pull Peggy into the frame now and lower her into my little story and make her feel like she's part of the scene. It's kind of that, that's sort of the idea. Uh -huh. um, and actors tend to just reach out and they don't think of pulling the audience in and it has nothing to do with how much emotion is in the scene. Um, even, you'll see actors on camera, even when they're very vocal, like they have a time when they have something loud they're supposed to say, they're still not doing it the way we are in life. They're, if you really listen to it, they're being very forceful, of course, because they may be in an argument, but they're pulling, they're like pulling, they're still pulling it in. Um, and the way I think of it is, you know, it's like a jockey on a racehorse and the scene and what the actor's doing is the racehorse. And if you let it go, it would just go, but you have to sort of hold it tight and pull it. So that's why I think that's a real big one because if, if they're if they're not doing that, they don't sound very easy for them to not sound real on camera. Um, so, as a photographer, am I doing, like, did I go away? Am I back? Oh no, you're still here. Did you? Yeah. We're having internet problems, and, and I don't even know if we're. I don't know what's going on, but apologize if we get. Um, sketchy in this uh, recording but i think i think we're i think we're working did i did you yeah, lose me there themselves, I'm sure. uh, okay no i just had anyway. that little thing saying connection. no um i think um as a photographer like there's there's certain things that you do with lighting and posing and camera angles and the goal is to pull people into the picture in other words people the first thing they should see is the eyes and then they go around, look at the rest of the picture, and then they should be drawn back to the eyes. That's how you judge if if an image is, you know, correct. If it's a aesthetically right portrait, um, it, it draws you in. You you look around at the whole scene, and then you focus back on the eyes. And with the motion camera, actors have so many things. There's so many elements. To do that, yes, the the DP has a responsibility. The the lighting people have responsibility. All everything that has a responsibility. But I like that you brought up the voice because I know I do a lot of self tapes. I record clients self tapes, uh, you know, um, and I'm I'm training myself to kind of catch what actors are doing now. I see, um, oh, I get it. And there's a certain way that even though it's a a loud and emotional scene when the actor 
almost goes in a little bit, you're like, oh, let me hear what's going on versus when they're, they just match that loudness, then you're just kind of like, hey, this is overwhelming. It's too much. So I think, um, I think, I, I think that's exactly right. I had never thought about it until when you were talking. I, I remember actually a scene that I recorded yesterday and I was like, oh, that's why when he spoke, I was like, I'd get really intense. And when the other actor reacted, it was like, what's happening here? <laughs> the, the reaction was too big and it, yeah. it turned me off. It pushed me away versus being pulled in. And uh, that's really important because I think a lot of actors don't realize they want to, oh, this is an emotional scene. I need to be angry and big. And sometimes it's the small that really makes you like lean into, you know, what's going on and really feel that emotion and see that. That's, that's yes. really good. Yeah, I like the way you put it. It makes me think of, you know, the act, it's, it's the way the actor has a connection with the cinematographer and the film itself, that everyone is in a conspiracy to lure the audience into the film frame and hold them hostage there. And yeah. I love the way you just described it about the photography end of it. Um, and even when you're doing headshots. Um, and yeah, so everything is about luring the audience in on film that is, whether it's still photography like you do with headshots or it's moving picture, it's pulling the audience into the frame. That's a, such a big part of it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, okay, this one, I don't think I've ever gotten so many question marks with, than, than with this one. Um, and uh, we're about, I'm about to get a lot of, huh? Um, a clipped delivery is a professional delivery. A clipped delivery is a professional delivery. And clipped, if you Google it, it just means basically, it's like staccato. You know, the short, clipped little, like in terms of how you articulate uh -huh. words. Um, and it's also the way human beings speak. For the most part, you and I have, well, not for the most part, entirely, we have spent this whole session articulating our thoughts in a clipped manner. And actors can sometimes, you know, because they're really trying to do their job and make the most out of what they're trying to do and get it across, they can tend to hang on to lines a little bit. And a clipped delivery is a more perfect professional delivery. Of course, there's some things, not every, nothing's everything, but um, that's, that one's absolutely true. That one's, if you want to, if you want to delight a writer and a director, deliver your dialogue in a clipped fashion. Um, and you'll sound professional, um, but yes, that one absolutely got a lot of question marks like I have no idea what you're talking about I did see that quote as well and I thought exactly that because um I thought okay short and precise don't I tend to like and I'm sure none of my viewers have ever picked up on this but I tend to like to go on and on and on like I'll get on my soapbox and I'll like reiterate the same point 15 million times, which is why our shows are 45 minutes instead of 15. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that's, that's literally it. When you're watching something, you're like, yeah, I got it. Go on. 
<laughs> well, I promise you, a director, a writer, and a casting director will love you. Um, because it's the way human beings talk, and so you will sound real. And, and, and otherwise you stand the risk of sounding like a really good actor doing a really good job of acting. And, and anytime that's the case, it's not real. It just can't it, be real. You're acting, we can see you're acting. Right, even if, even if it's brilliant, even if it's brilliant. Um, so I think directors, writers, and casting directors would love you and you would stand out from the crowd. Um, awesome. Should I go on? Let's, let's do it, let's do it. Um, yeah, and if we veer off onto something else, that's fine. Um, I also like that lately I've not just published the, the text of these, but I've started to turn them into like memes and I've got a whole uh -huh. collection of like little pieces of art, which I think is terrific. Uh, and I'm on TikTok now. Are you on TikTok? I really was on TikTok. I think before the pandemic, I had a leg surgery. So I was in bed for, you know, like three months. And then as soon as I like got my health back, I, it was a pandemic. So I spent quite a bit of time on TikTok, but I think I've, I've switched over to Clubhouse. Clubhouse is my new place that I go um, and hang out. I feel like TikTok is awesome. Um, and I, you know, I did, basically little tips on headshots and, you know, modeling and different, different things like that. I never really found my niche on TikTok. I went to Clubhouse and I'm like, oh, here, these are my people, like we're cool. <laughs> so um, a friend of mine that does massage uh, for after uh, post um, plastic surgery, she's like TikTok famous. She's like, can't, she can't do anything without getting like millions of views wow, okay. and comments wow. and I you know it's TikTok just isn't my I go on TikTok my kids send me stuff I go and look what they sent me and I laugh and that's my that's my TikTok now I haven't posted in a while but I'm glad to know that you're on TikTok because now I'm going to go find you and uh and check out your TikToks yeah I have nine followers I'll TikTok. be number 10 well, Everybody, I'm going to beat you to it. I'll be there before you do because I'll follow him before I post this. So go, what's your, is it Get Cinematic? What's your get, TikTok? I, yeah, it's Get Cinematic, which is my Instagram. I do much better on Instagram. Um, yeah. But I think my stuff works better on Instagram than maybe on TikTok. And I do really well on Facebook too. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, don't do really that. No one really, maybe no one's on Twitter these days. I don't know. I never understood Twitter. Like I've tried Twitter. I mean, I'm there. I like repost stuff so that people know that I have a Twitter account. I literally follow Kathy Bates and and um, and Carrie Washington, and I repost their tweets. That's that's my Twitter account is Kathy Bates and and Carrie Washington. I don't know. Not bad at all. Um, <laughs> I actually these quotes, these little sort of quotes I have. Some are seven words, some are 15, whatever. Um, they started because of Twitter. Right. Because Twitter was 140 characters and I was trying to figure out how I could create something that would work on Twitter. And they've done really well on Facebook. They do really well on Facebook, on Instagram. But Twitter just doesn't take to me at all. I'm very resentful. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, I just don't understand Twitter. Like, I don't know what the point of Twitter is. I guess I just miss that whole, I miss the whole like boom of it. So I guess. I, I think it's a good news feed. And it so if, is. if you follow Kathy Bates or you follow um, this, this uh, podcaster or you follow this other, you know, news person or fashion blogger, whatever, I think it's for like a news feed. Now, I think you would do better on TikTok if you did a dance, like said your quotes while you were dancing. What do you think? Could you do that, John? Uh, yeah, I thought about that. I've, I've, I've started using music for TikTok, but uh, yeah. maybe I'll need to do a, a little dance. Yeah. I think you have to do a dance. Yeah, I'll have to start thinking about that. <laughs> so by the time this airs, this is going to like be uploaded in like, what, two days? So if you have a dancing TikTok, everybody that watches this um, will go follow you, right? You guys will go follow him. I, I'm going to follow him. I think we should uh, follow him. I will not have a dancing TikTok in two days. <laughs> Come just, on. You, you plan too much out. You got to just do it. Yeah, just do it. I do plan. I do plan in advance. Yeah. Um, should I read it? So I said I should read it. Yes. yes, go for it. Um, how does this one go? So I don't know what to put on my glasses. Uh, oh, on camera, when you're arguing with someone else, you're arguing with yourself. With yourself. Ah, I was going to beat you to it. I did see that one. And I was like, that's in real life, though. Like, that's not just camera. Because when I read that, I was like, literally, like, if you're arguing with your friend, your significant other, it's really not even them you're mad at. It's something that they pointed out that you didn't like how it looked back at you. Like, Am I right though? Exactly, no, and, and you know, uh, you hit on something that is uh, very much under, underlies everything I do, which is um, on camera, it's just like life. Life. Pretty much everything that's interesting on camera is just like life. So you, you and, you're, and you're right, in life we do that. We argue, when we're arguing with someone else, we're arguing with ourselves. Um, every time. Um, and again, nothing's everything. So maybe not 100% of the time, but 99% of the time we do it in life. And it's really interesting on camera because the camera likes, it's as interested in what's going on inside of you as it is between you and the other character. Um, so yeah, that's a, that, that'll, that'll look really interesting on camera and create more emotional, you know, and I think when, if an actor is trying to argue with another actor and not not have that, that connection, I think that's what you were talking about. Because when I read that, I thought about it because Merrick and I aren't the arguing couple. Like we rarely argue. But when we do, if I'm to be honest, it's because I'm upset of some the way I felt when something happened. Not necessarily even at the thing, but like what is it about me that made me upset? Cause it probably wasn't really the other person. And yeah. I liked that when I read that because I was like, no, that's so true. And if an actor would think that way, like be honest, the last real argument you had with somebody, who were you really mad at? Like bottom line, um, what was, yeah, who was can, the real problem? Right, it can be, you are still angry at the other person or arguing with them but the way I wrote it is 
when you're arguing with someone else, you're arguing with yourself in, and the implication being as well. Exactly. And if you see that, if you take that on and, and feel that internal oh, argument, like, you know, why am I here? Why is this going on? And you're arguing inside. I think that really, really plays more honest. And uh, I, I like that. I read that, um, that one as well. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's more, more like life. And the camera it, finds it, the camera finds it more interesting. Absolutely. Just like what we always say, you can't lie to the camera. You can't lie. This camera, it's going to pick it up. If, if your emotions, whatever it is, um, somebody was making fun of my headshots because I have terrible headshots. I have terrible profile pictures because they're usually just like me looking into a camera with a timer or something. Um, or Merrick or one of the kids just, you know. And somebody said, you really should head strategi strategist yourself. You should headshot strategist yourself. Like, who are you? What, what do you need to portray to your audience? And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I usually just like say cheese, smile. And they're like, yeah, I know all of your profile pictures look like that. Like you're just saying cheese to the camera. And I was like, gosh, talk about taking your own medicine. Um, because I'm always telling people the camera's going to pick up on your emotion. If you're just thinking, you know, these headshots have to look good, that's what your picture's going to look like. And apparently I got called out on my pictures because that's literally what I do. It's like, okay, I hope I look good. Take the pictures. My hair. Okay. Um, you know what they say about doctors and lawyers, right? They're really bad. They're really bad, you know, clients and patients because they're just, they, they, you know, don't treat yourself as a physician. You don't treat yourself. You go exactly. Or your family as a lawyer, you don't represent yourself. Um, now that now I, I, I know this, right? This is true that you are calling yourself now the headshot strategist, right? Yes. I think that's terrific. I love that. It's very memorable. Well, and it speaks and it speaks to what you do. I think um, I'm the only photographer that I know that really digs deep and helps actors strategize. What is it that you need? Why do you need it? When do you need it? How do you need it? And how are we going to accomplish it? And uh, I kind of said it as a joke once and somebody said, you should trademark that. And I said, you know what? I think I will. And thanks to the pandemic and all this extra time that I have, I have like a whole program now where I literally sit down. You and I should do the headshot strategies together just so you can tell me what you think um, from your point of view uh, of sure. my program. Absolutely. But yeah, because I think just like you, when act, and that's why we do this segment. And that's why I feel like this segment is probably my most successful um, segment of the Headshots by Peggy Presents is because when actors understand Actors want to succeed, right? Yes. They want to look good on camera. They want to look cinematic on camera. They want to, they want casting directors to look at them and say, oh, I can see you in this project. Let me, let me bring you in. Um, that's what they want, but they don't know how. And so what you're telling people and what I'm telling people is the how. Here's, here's, here it is. This is how you look cinematic on camera. This is how you look like you belong on TV and film in front of the camera, whether it's headshots or whether it's in a scene and it's a moving thing, um, the same principles apply. Very and that's well why done. I think what this, this thing that we do is, is so effective, I think. 
that was very well put. That was very well put. Um, should I read another? Let's do one more. We'll close it off with this last one. Oh, oh, I better find a really good one. Really good one. The pressure Sorry. is on now, John. Oh, puts his glasses on. Glasses on. This so is I serious, can guys. Drum roll. All right, this one's not bad. Um, this one's not bad. Um, uh, and it lets me skip over the previous one, which reads, the fewer moments you play, the more momentum you create. And that was another one that made a lot of people go, wait, what? <laughs> but also, I think I was gonna say this earlier. Um, part of what I'm trying to do is provoke thought, is to get people thinking about the camera. And so if I get like, you know, people going, wait, what do you mean? Because I get people all the time who say, it took me four times to read it, or it took me a couple of days to think about it, but I get it now. And that's what I'm trying to do. They're trying to engage their minds, their creative minds, you know, in terms of camera. So I don't mind a little hump once in a while. Uh, okay, so this, uh, this last one uh, is a good one. Um, it reads, create 10 things, play one, the camera will find the other nine interesting. So here's the deal is actors have wonderful ideas. They have a great scene analysis process. It gives them wonderful, wonderful ideas. And then quite naturally, they come to the camera and they want to communicate all of these wonderful ideas at the same time. And you know this from headshot photography as well. The camera likes specificity and selectivity almost. And if you take a bunch of really brilliant ideas and you communicate them all at the same time to the camera in the same way, the camera's gonna go, I don't know what to do with this. And it's all gonna be very general. So their work, brilliant ideas, brilliant work, brilliant actor, and it's not gonna be working because they just need to do, they need to approach it a little differently. So the way I tell actors is, you know, don't just put all of your stuff in a row and march towards the lens, because that'll be general. It'll absolutely be general. It's a lot of stuff competing with everything else and can't help but be general. You wanna sort of think in flock formation. And, you know, there's a primary choice, a secondary choice, a tertiary choice, what have you. Um, and I've seen actors, it's remarkable because that's very much a concept, it's not a technique. But if I have actors just think about that concept and apply it to the work, it works instantly. So they sort of get the idea that I need to, I need to, you know, play this choice and then also this choice and then also this choice versus all of them at the same time. Um, and then, and if you play all ten at the at the same this in the same way at the same time, the camera's not going to get any of them. So you're kind of getting out of your way. And also, I really trust the actor's process. So does the camera. If they create ten things, they're going to be there. They don't need to play them all, certainly all at the same time. So just because you create something doesn't mean you have to play it on camera. The magic of the camera is the camera will come and do the work. If you create something, the camera will come and do the work. That's, that's, that's your relationship with the camera. And you have to trust the camera. The thing I'm saying these days is trust the camera, trust the, 
trust your process, trust the camera, trust your process, trust the camera, trust your process, trust the camera. And that's a way of trusting the camera and having a relationship with the camera. Um, and they should try it because they'll create a lot of wonderful things with their wonderful scene analysis process, like I said, and they'll do something and they'll look at it and go, I guess it's getting there. And if you think about, if you think the way the camera thinks, you will never be saying it's getting there. You'll be saying, oh, really, that's cool. Now I can maybe do this or that. Um, but it'll take away that whole phenomenon of it's getting there because these are really good actors with a really amazing process. We, we, we shouldn't be at a point where they're saying it's getting there. Um, so that's what that one means. Create 10 things, play one. The camera finds the other nine fascinating. So John, let me tell you how sync you and I are. People probably think that we like hang out and talk outside of these meetings and we don't. Like Never this is met. our chatting time. Never met. No, I'm kidding. No, yeah, we've met before the pandemic, but, but we don't like hang out like we should, um, but we don't like hang out and talk or go have coffee or go have dinner. Um, but, but this is what I've been saying the last month. The more specific you are, the more general you become, which is literally what you just said. And the reason I see that in headshots is people come in and say, I want a good theatrical headshot. Uh, okay. What is that? But what is fact, what is truth, what happens every single time is when you nail it down. Okay, this is my, these are the roles that I normally go for. So I'm going to, let's go, I'm going to be an attorney. Okay, what kind of an attorney are you? Okay, this is the, 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 the attitude this attorney has. What does that attorney wear? Okay, that attorney wears this. Okay, so you have this very exact idea of what character you're trying to portray and you bring those emotions and you bring that powerful you know everything out in your headshot now with that headshot that's very specific guess what your agent can now submit that for an attorney for a business person all these other things because all that all that thing that that attorney that powerful attorney holds those same characteristics so does a businessman, so does, so does this authority, whatever. And so all of a sudden, that specific headshot is able to be submitted for a broad amount of roles. However, if you do it the opposite and you just come in with no intention, just then you got nothing. You can't submit that for anything. It becomes useless. So the more specific you are, the more broad you become. And that's exactly what you just said, you know, create 10 things and play one. And that's, I, I love that the universe is telling us the same messages and we, we come at it at different angles. That's, that's why I like hanging out with you, You're John. Right I know we're like <laughs> right there. So yeah, that was absolutely, that whole time you were talking, I was like, ah, same thing that I've been saying. Um, and when they approach their headshots the way you're describing and the way you do, um, I think you just said this, but I want to repeat it. It makes a director, writer, casting director, agent say, oh, and you know what else they could do? And you know what else they could do? And then they start thinking for you. They're like doing your work for you. Um, but if you're not specific, they'll be like, huh, what would I do with that person? And yeah. then you've lost them because no one's mm -hmm. going to think like that. 
And if you approach it, your headshot the right way, the way you're talking, the way you do, it's going to make people say, oh, and you know what else? I could cast them in and I could do this and they could do that. And then they're doing your work. So. Exactly. Exactly. That is, that is so cool. And, and I love how, I love how when we first started doing this show, gosh, it's been a while now. We've been doing this for a while. Um, it was just like, all right, this is John's idea of how to look cinematic. But it's, it's cool how headshots and, and acting on, you know, it's, it's all the same, but just completely different. Yes, the moving camera, basically uh, they're the same because you do your headshot and then when you get on camera, it's just a moving, living, breathing version of your headshot. Right. The camera is one still photograph. The, the still, still camera is one still photograph. The moving camera is a bunch of still photographs. Right. 50 so, frames per second, you know. They're, they're, they're from the same womb. That used to be my joke, you know. I used to say, when because I used to never do video. I used to never do anything video. I was always, no, I'm still a photographer. And I would always say, yeah, I can capture all the emotion in one frame. You need 50 frames per second. But now I'm doing video, so I can't I can't bag on on video anymore. <laughs> ouch. That's ouch. I know. I mean, it's, I gotta... great, uh, it's a great line. I love the line. <laughs> but ouch. That's funny. You hit hard. That's a good line. I try. But yeah, so now now I'm 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 getting a love for for the moving camera as well and learning that side of it. So it's it's a great media. It's fun. And John, I've enjoyed this. I hope all of our viewers and, and listeners, now that we're a podcast, I'm going to throw that out there again, now that we're a podcast. So if you're watching this on Facebook or on my website or on YouTube or on John's Facebook, jump over to wherever you watch your podcast and type in Headshots by Peggy Presents and follow us because follows right now are very helpful as we're just starting off in the podcast world. So I do appreciate that. And John is everywhere at Get Cinematic. What else is your, where else are you? Well, uh, uh, I've sort of turned into Get Cinematic primarily. So that's my Instagram and which really loves these things that I publish. Instagram is Get Cinematic. TikTok is Get Cinematic. Facebook is just my name. Um, and Twitter is clever actor tips, but you used to be clever actor tips and it kind of switched to get cinematic. I, I remember, but you still do. I mean, what you're doing is clever actor tips. That's I, right. That's right. I still kind of like that. But everything is designed to show actors how to get cinematic. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, so they can, and it's all I do. It's all I publish. It's all I post. You're not going to see any pictures of me with my with my dog or showing you my, the hot dog I cooked or anything. It's just, this is sort of my, my message, what I'm communicating. Me, on the other hand, you will find out what we had for dinner. You may find out where we went. Um, that's if you follow Peggy. If you follow Headshots by Peggy, it's just my work. But I try, I try to keep people interested and uh, informed and entertained, but uh, yeah. So I'm, also, I'm Headshots by Peggy almost everywhere. So make sure you follow us. Make sure that you get a hold of John 
and ask him about his workshops and his classes because John has an amazing way of teaching. Um, and I just heard one of my uh, one of my clients is is now one of your students. Who's that? Um, Can you say? I, 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 I won't say, but we'll talk later. But they love you. Absolutely. Right. Already like, oh my God, I just love this guy. I was like, yeah. I'm not hiding him from you. I've been telling you. Yeah, the, I have to say the session. I have to say the sessions are very unique. You won't hear what you hear anywhere else. You won't see what you see anywhere else. They're very, very unique, um, and all about the camera. So, yeah. So, anyway, but I wanted to make sure that um, everybody does know that you, you know, you do other things, and I do headshots, and I do headshot strategy sessions. So. We do this show once a month. I do a show weekly, but but we also do other things. So make sure that you follow up and 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 get involved in all the cool stuff that we're doing, um, independently and together. Before the pandemic, John and I were were planning some stuff, and it popped up in uh, in a calendar. I was in our 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 template for our business meetings it popped up that was the last one saved apparently and i was like john and i need to revisit this now maybe it's time for us to start replanning so we may have some things in the works to do some stuff in person so stay posted that was just a that, mean teaser because i'm not going to tell you any details i think but, that uh, i'll tell them one detail i think the one you're talking about was called the shooting party mm -hmm. and we'll just leave we it thinking of having room. a shooting party and let them imagine we'll just let them imagine if you're a writer, if you're a director, if you're a cinematographer, if you're an actor, just think what a shooting party would look like. Okay, we'll come back, stay posted. All right, guys. Well, John, I think we should probably stop talking and wrap this up. So I really appreciate you hanging out with me. I appreciate all of our viewers hanging out with us. Please make sure that you share this, leave us tons of comments. And most importantly, have an amazing week and I'll see you next week.